If you look in the history of art in Western civilization, you see many particular subjects that are chosen. Especially in the medieval and renaissance um, periods, you have a lot of religious focus. You have focus on old Greek myths, but then more pressingly and more importantly, a huge surge of beautiful art surrounding uh, biblical figures, especially in figures of faith. You have obviously Jesus Christ. One of the common ones you'll see even up to this day, spanning centuries, spanning countries, spanning cultures, spanning different mediums of art, different styles, different races, different depictions of this subject is the Madonna. The Madonna is this image of motherhood, woman with child, this beautiful image, this beautiful representation of that gift of life, of nurturing, of love, and of beauty. The Madonna, of course, is Mary. We celebrate today the gift of Our Lady's motherhood, that she truly was and is the mother of Jesus Christ, our Savior, the mother of God. It's interesting, too, to think of that, because we take it for granted, the, the Christian, the Catholic doctrine of Mary's motherhood of God. But for many, I think especially for our Protestant brothers and sisters, it seems almost blasphemous. That oftentimes there is a strong misinterpretation of what it means that we have this place of honor for Our Lady. Many might say it's blasphemous that we allow the first celebration, this first liturgy of the new year to be attributed to a special solemnity for Our Lady. Yet here we are. Now obviously, or I hope we know this, we don't worship Mary. But we do have a special place of honor for Our Lady. That we do recognize that she is the mother of Jesus Christ. If you go back in the history of the development of our understanding of the doctrine, meaning our understanding of Jesus Christ himself in his nature, of who he is as both truly man and truly God, we can't help but better understand Our Lady. To know Jesus truly is to know Our Lady. And to know Our Lady is to better know our Savior, Jesus Christ. We have a term that's used, it's an old term, it's in Greek, called Theotokos, which basically means the God-bearer. Early on, there was some debate as to whether or not Jesus was truly both God and man. The Word made flesh, taking on human nature in all ways, but sin truly. There were all kinds of heresies and questions and arguing. I'm sure a couple punches were thrown in those early councils as they were trying to better understand the true nature of our Lord as both God and man. The word taking on human flesh. An understanding is that it's not Mary bearing some kind of creation of God or some uh, false understanding of, of the incarnation, but truly that Mary bore Jesus Christ in her womb. That she bore him in her womb for nine months and then gave birth to him. You have to imagine as we hear the, uh, the, the reading of the gospel this evening, imagine the shepherds coming up and saying, to Mary, hey, are you the mother? And her being, ah, kind of, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's unfortunate that so often Our Lady is kind of neglected, especially with our Christian brothers and sisters, because there is a true beauty to who Mary is as a mother of Jesus Christ. And again, she doesn't take the place of God. She doesn't take the place of our Lord. But instead, she's the one who leads us into a deeper relationship with him. 
that we see Mary to be truly the mother of God in the nativity. That's what we celebrate too. That she has a special place of honor because she's mama. And she has a special relationship, this beautiful, intimate relationship, more so with the living word of God made flesh in Jesus Christ, her son, than anyone else, even than the angels. It's for this reason that she has this place of honor. It's for this reason that she's the perfect one, the perfect intercessor, the perfect aid to us to draw us into a closer relationship with our Lord. It follows that as we are baptized, as we are transformed in our baptism, we are changed, that we go through a change of who we are, that we take off the old man or the old woman and take on the nature of Christ as Christians, as disciples, as changed, that we have access to God the Father's heart as Father, not as some foreign bean counter God who looks through a telescope, but as we call him God, our Father. In that same way, it follows then that Mary would be our mother in faith. That we can go to Mary as we struggle with different things. As you would with your mother. As you go to your mother when you have a scraped knee. Or you're having a bad time at school. Or perhaps you're experiencing some great sadness or tragedy where you don't know what to do. That Mary represents that beautiful gift of life and motherhood we find in the church. And that she as mother of the church and of us in faith is the one to draw us into that deeper understanding and that deeper reception of the great gift of our Lord in our lives. We see this in a very special way as uh, Jesus hands, us, uh, um, hands over Our Lady to the church. That he says this on the cross to the beloved disciple John in the Gospel of John, man, behold your mother. Woman, behold your son. So we have this very beautiful and very important relationship with Our Lady that we are called to invite her into our lives as an intercessor to help guide us, to help heal us, to mediate God's graces. Now Mary doesn't generate grace. She doesn't generate the healing itself, but she passes it along through her arms. That she mediates those gifts of healing, that guidance, and that deepening relationship with our Lord. That she is our greatest helper. We see this actually in scripture, that Jesus' first miracle, his first, we call it, public manifestation of his miracles, is the wedding at Cana. And at the wedding at Cana, they run out of wine. The impossible has happened. They prepared for this. This is the most important part of the celebration. you got to have the wine. And they run out, and you can imagine that they started to panic. They're probably asking all kinds of people, everyone who was there, can we get more wine? We need more wine. What can we do? You know what they didn't do is they didn't ask Jesus. Because if they, if they knew that uh, he could turn water into wine, they probably would have, but they didn't. They didn't know to go to Jesus to ask him, Lord, Lord, please, we need wine to celebrate. Please turn our sorrow into joy. But you know who does know that Jesus can do it is Mary. That she intercedes on behalf of of the, the wedding feast, on behalf of the bride and the groom. And she goes to her son and says, can you do this? Please do this. And in that initiation, Jesus performs his first miracle. And he turns that sorrow and that fear and anxiety into joy and festive revelry. Now we have the good wine. We can also allow Our Lady to do so in our lives. That as we go before Mary as our mother, 
we can ask her, Mary, please, Mama, help guide me. Help turn this water, help, help, help the Lord turn this water into wine. Draw me closer to the heart of your son. Help me know the right path, how I'm being called. Help guide me. Help intercede on my behalf and draw me closer to my Lord. We ask Our Lady to draw us closer to the creche, the manger, as we approach to help us recognize the great joy of the incarnation in the child Jesus. We allow the lady, Our Lady to draw us closer to the cross as she weeps with bitter tears in experiencing the sorrow of the death of her son on the cross. And she invites us to nail our, our, our sins, our struggles, our anxieties to the cross so that they may die with her son. And then she invites us into the empty tomb as we rejoice in that hope in the resurrection, knowing that death and sin and suffering have been conquered by our Lord. You might be thinking, though, why Mary for the new year? Why the motherhood of Mary? What's so important about Mary where she becomes the one that we celebrate in a special way or honor in a special way here at the Mass in this solemnity? I think it's important to recognize what we are doing as we begin a new year. Most people don't know this, but many of our uh, months and even uh, the weeks, uh, the days of the week are named after pagan gods. Um, for January, it's named after the Roman pagan god uh, Januarius or Janus who was the uh, Roman god of doors, or opening a new path. So that makes sense. It's kind of a really profound image. Okay, we got this god of opening doors. who's going to open us into this new year, this new fresh start. The big thing is, though, we are not <laughs> Roman pagans. We don't worship uh, false gods. We are Roman Catholics. So we have put Our Lady as the one to assist us in ushering us into this new year. That she can be the gateway, the path, the door through which we cross into a deeper relationship with our Lord. To a greater joy in faith and that growth, sometimes painful, sometimes difficult, to who we are called to be as Christian disciples of our Lord. So my encouragement for us, maybe to tack on a New Year's resolution as we begin this new year, is to actually ask for Our Lady's assistance. To ask her to intercede on our behalf, to mediate a deeper grace for that growing relationship with our Lord, in particular in the Eucharist. But as we gather here together, we're not gathering here because it's festive or fun or interesting or it's just what we do. We come here to give thanks and to celebrate and rejoice in our Lord made present here in this liturgy of the Mass. Wherein Jesus is truly made present, the Word incarnate here, truly present in the Eucharist. We could say, yeah, Father, I know that. I went to Sunday school or whatever. But there's one thing to know it intellectually. It's different to know it experientially, to have a relationship, a devotion to the Eucharist. And there's no one better than Our Lady to assist us in growing, to have those eyes of faith as we gaze upon the Eucharist, as we receive, we prepare our hearts, we till the soil and allow that to take root in ourselves as we receive the Eucharist, that we may be truly nourished and strengthened by the Eucharist and given that great joy and hope and faith. So we ask Our Lady to help intercede on our behalf and we continue to grow in our relationship with the Lord. Amen.